RNZ National, time to talk food. I so look forward to the visits of chef and author Sam Parrish. Her book is called Cook Me, 30 Dishes, Three Ways. But today she's got bigger problems because she's about to go into labour any moment. How are you? Still with us, Sam? (laughs) I am, I am. (laughs) No, still a couple of weeks away, I think. Yeah, exactly. Not long to go. Congratulations. Yeah, really nice to talk to you. And um, you're doing scruffins with us today. And what's got you thinking about scruffins? Scruffins, yes. So I'm thinking post-pregnancy... I'm definitely going to want a, something carb-loaded yeah. and covered in sugar, um, definitely because of having gestational diabetes during pregnancy. So I thought this was the best recipe to kind of treat myself post-birth. <laughs> Great. I don't know much about gestational diabetes. If it's not too personal, would you mind telling us a bit about it? No, yeah. I think um, I... When I actually got told by my midwife that I had it, I was a little bit shocked, I guess, at first. I'm not trying to say that my diet is incredible, but I definitely have quite a um, vast diet, I guess. So Um, I would hope. But yes, um, but I think what a lot of people really need to know about gestational is it actually doesn't really come down to your diet. It's it's quite, it's a lot of luck, really. Yeah. based on the baby it's based on you know that specific pregnancy that you have um there's a lot of shame kind of related for of course. You know, new mums, mums <laughs> as with every other aspect of and... childbirth and pregnancy and parenting <laughs> exactly um so i've actually i think at first i was in a bit of denial over the fact that i had it because especially because of its relationship to food i just felt like that can't be something that happened to me yeah but um working through it especially with my midwives and the diabetes midwives here in canterbury um yeah it's it's there's no shame around it it's literally just your placenta um is not creating enough insulin for you um who knows what's going on but (laughs) um you know it's all about you know you have to change your diet so that is probably why it does come into the whole food thing. Right, so food maybe doesn't that. cause it, but it but it is one way to try and fix it. Exactly, yeah. So a lot more whole foods, um, eating a lot more like brown rice. And funnily enough, it, it was actually quite good in that it probably challenged me a bit more. I think you can get into such a rut, even as a chef, as a chef like with cooking, um, just, you know, throwing rice in a bowl, in a saucepan. And, yeah just always being white rice and not really, you know, stretching the, yeah, the ingredients that you might usually jump into. So a lot more whole grains, a lot more mixed grains. So I've been chucking like, you know, quinoa and brown rice in the one saucepan and then cooking that off. So then you're getting a bit more grain diversity in your diet. That's really good for low GI. Oh, you do them both at once. Yes. So, yeah, just, you know, a cup of brown rice, and a quarter cup of quinoa, um, and then about one and a, I'm going to say one and three quarter cups cold water, bring that to the boil, lid on, heat down to super low, 12 minutes, leave the lid on for maybe another five, and it's perfectly, you know, steamed rice and quinoa. So then you've kind of got that exact like grain diversity in your whatever you're putting on top of it. 
Yeah, I'm doing I've, I've a been, lot um, of like. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I've been cheating a bit recently and, and getting an instant rice from my local Korean supermarket. But the the one I get is a, med- <laughs> a, a medley of about three different grains. There's some um, black rice in yeah. there and maybe some barley. Or so. it's just so beautiful the, the chewiness yeah, that you get I, in there and the just the interest. Exactly. And I do think um, there's a lot of research out there about the fact that we actually can digest grains better if there is more diversity in our diet of other grains so you know including lentils with rice and soba with wheat um they kind of partner grain if that makes sense Mm. and they work off each other in terms of how they digest in your stomach so yeah it's been it's actually been quite cool in terms of leaning into that educational aspect of eating and nutrition and not being so afraid of yeah, I think as chefs we can get so afraid of the whole nutrition world because <laughs> it's kind of scary. Totally, yeah. You don't I, I did a, be told. Um, I did an interview this week about um, you know these, these experiments that show that gluten uh, creates brain inflammation in mice, and I was like, <laughs> right, that's it. I'm giving up gluten. And I was like, hang on a second, what about pasta? <laughs> yes, and bread, exactly. <laughs> Um, exactly. Okay. So, so back to scruffins and and with that kind of lens on things, talk us through this recipe. Yeah. So scruffins is, it's a scroll slash muffin. So that's where the word scruffin comes from in case everyone knows what is she on about. (laughs) Um, so these ones are just a really basic, um, dough, uh, based on milk. So a nice milk dough. And then I also use milk powder, which is a really good way of fluffing up the dough. So you get that kind of bakery experience, but at home. Um, it's just a nice cheat way of um, trying to be just like just like in the shop. Um, and so then it, it's just lukewarm milk, caster sugar and yeast in the stand mixer bowl. And then just leave that to activate your yeast. So you want to get the bubbles kind of, appearing on the surface and then you literally add all the other ingredients in the dough um, which is an egg some melted butter plain flour and the milk powder Um, you could totally use a whole grain flour here if we're putting on that lens Um, that would also work Um, and then just working that dough with the dough hook on until it's a smoothish bowl um, bowl not bowl Um, and then what I for this recipe, I like the idea of because you you're never gonna be able to eat these when you want them. Like you're always <laughs> craving them right there and then. Yeah. But they do take time because it's a yeast based product. So uh-huh. at this point, I just roll it out and chuck it in the fridge, and then you leave it overnight so that then in the morning you can pull it out, covered in brown sugar, cinnamon, cardamom, and butter, which is yeah, that's where all the deliciousness happens. Yeah. And sometimes I even throw in like a grated apple, some walnuts, um, sultanas, if you want to kind of yeah, that's sounding pretty good. up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then um, roll it, cut it, and put it into your muffin cases and then just leave that to come to room temp. Um, depending yeah. on what part of New Zealand you live in, you might need – Two hours, you might need 30 minutes, depending <laughs> on how warm it is. Yeah. When you say uh, cut it, you, so you've got a sort of a sausage uh, that you've rolled yeah, up. Yeah, you've got you... like a, a, exactly, a sausage, and then you cut it so you can see the beautiful swirl. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then yeah chuck it into your oven splash of water into the oven especially when you're doing anything yeast-based is always great just add that steam element to your oven that um bakeries just have buttons for but we have our own way of doing it at home (laughs) and then would you put a bowl, um, a bowl of water down there, or, or just like literally just chuck? Yeah, it you out could there. chuck off. You could chuck a tray in and um, yeah. a bit of water, so then the steam kind of keeps up throughout the cooking process. Um, but they're only in there for like twenty minutes or so, so they're quite a quick bake. Um, and then I love to pour the icing over while they're still warm. And for my icing, it's quite a cool little trick I learnt off George Calambaris. Um, a quarter teaspoon of citric acid, and it tastes like sherbet. It's like yeah, awesome, so cool. Yeah, um, and so yeah, pour that on top, and boom, delicious. And you have a firm rule that these should always be eaten warm. Yes. So if you do have leftovers, just into the microwave for ten seconds, fifteen seconds the next day, it makes a huge difference because of the butter in the dough. It can just so easily give off that kind of cardboard vibe but as soon as it's the you know gets a bit of a warm through uh it really makes such a difference that's great in terms of you talked about giving the yeast time to act that will act when it's in the fridge will it it will it will but because your fridge is at four degrees so you could almost leave that for two days and just keep an eye on it if it ever kind of grows more than double in size you can just knock it back with a um, rolling pin. Um, yeah. Just chuck it back in. It's not. It's only going to keep coming back. So okay, yeah, it's a it's a really good one. Sam Parrish's scruffins. We've got a photo and a recipe on the website. Sam, don't know when I'll talk to you again, but good luck and thanks so much for talking <laughs> us through this one today. Thank you. No, so good to be here, and I'll see you post second baby. <laughs> Thank you. Sam Parrish with Scruffins on RNZ National.